I don't know what else I could tell you. Uh, oh, I, I just got back from a trip to the Galapagos Islands. I was living with the turtles. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to the 2013 NRL Tweet Player of the Year Awards here in the amazing surrounds of the Cremorne studio of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, your host for this evening. I'll be joined by Matty Duncan on the phone to discuss who has taken out the 2013 award and... Oh, it's, it's, uh, we're getting in... Someone's trying to... Someone's trying to take... And now, a word from the real winner, Justin Bieber. All right. So all of the votes have been counted, and it is our pleasure to announce the first ever milestone award. The NRL Tweet Player of the Year. And it goes to... You ready? Yes. Justin Bieber! Justin Bieber is the first artist under 19 to have five... NRL Tweet Player of the Year awards in only four years. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 years old. I, I, I think, uh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And basically, fr- from my heart, I, I, I really just want to say, it, sh- it should, it should really be about the annual tweet player of the year award. It should be about the craft, the craft that, that I'm, that I'm making. And I, this is not a, this is not a gimmick. I'm not, I'm not a, this is not a gimmick. I. I'm, a, I'm an artist, and I, I, I should be taken seriously, and, and, and this, all this other bull should not be, be spoken of. Hey, champ, one has two thumbs and doesn't give a crap. I think Beaver's gone. He, he, he somehow got onto the show tonight. I, I didn't ask him to come on. He's obviously just used his world domination to get on Not The Footy Show. It's that popular. He's a, he's a very big fan of the show. Well, he's only been around for 19 years, but if you listen to the audio, I, I, I played it back very quickly. Apparently, he's won five NRL Tweet Player of the Year awards, and it's only been going for four seasons. How good is he? He's one of the best I've ever seen was, the Beaver's. <laughs> The thieves. Anyway, people, it is Warwick Nicholson here and providing the music for the awards ceremony this year. Andre. And me too. I'm here as well, was. <laughs> Matthew Duncan. Uh, lovely when we're working on uh, the phone system, everybody. Uh, look, Maddie is a fantastic uh, morning presenter up there on 101.5 with her in Queensland. You can hear his dulcet tones. I love that saying. Uh, every Thursday morning. And who knows, I might be on this week. Everybody, we're here for the NRL Tweet Player of the Year Award. It's the fourth year, Matthew Duncan. Can you just explain to people very quickly what the NRL Tweet Player of the Award is? Well, we've, we've got a, a selection of um, voters, was that, that each week. I, I think we're all a bit disillusioned with the, the awards. It just seemed to be very, you know, the media-driven awards. So we were kind of looking at a different spin on things where you... You know, yeah, yeah. Average rugby league fan who, who had a love for the game would watch the game and, and select who we thought the best players were each week. So there's a group of eleven judges and, and a couple of couple of other rings we get now and again um, to, to vote on. Uh, you assign two 
two of us to a game each week and we, we vote on a, on a 4-2-1 basis and that four vote kind of is really good because it kind of really emphasises that, that game breaker in the game, that man of the match. Yeah, and that's the whole point of the system is we were sort of sick of the, the same old, same old uh, winning the major awards and we're not saying that they don't deserve to win it. That's not it at all. But we wanted to try and find a way to emphasise how important players are when their team win matches. And, and the 4-2-1 system times two, I guess, with the two voters, means that if a player wins the game for his side, odds are he's going to get eight votes in a game. And so the two voting system in the 4-2-1 really gives those players that win games for their teams the chance to really be recognised as the player of the year, instead of like a guy who's you know, pretty good every week, but maybe isn't the best player for his team over the course of the season in terms of winning games. He might make them competitive, but we're trying to basically you know, give as much power to those players that, that win the game, because that's why you play it, isn't it, mate? That's exactly right, the game breakers. So we've got uh, the winner to announce just after the breaker on the footy show as we get through this opening segment. But I've got to say, Matty, I asked you uh, earlier today uh, who you thought might win. Uh, the voting leaderboard has basically been silent since round 20. Uh, the Dally M's won't happen for another month. We're going to give you the exclusive who we believe not only has won our award, but will run away with the Dally M right after the break here on Not The Footy Show. i got a great name for our kids. A real original. You want to hear what it is? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. What is that, sign language? Seven. Okay, everyone, Matty Duncan is on the line. I'm Warwick Nicholson, and we're about to announce who has won the 2013 NRL Twitch Player of the Year Award. It's the fourth year we've had it. Todd Carney won it in 2010. Billy Slater won the Dally M, but not the NRL Twitch Player of the Year Award in 2011. That was Benji Marshall. Ben Barber did the double last year. Maddie Duncan, can you reveal to everybody exclusively here on Not The Footy Show who will win the 2013 NRL Tweet Player of the Year Award? He's bringing sexy back, JT, Jonathan Thurston. He has taken it out. The crowd has gone wild. JT has had one of... The most amazing last six or seven weeks of a season you will remember since Jared Hayne went nuts, so it's really not that long ago. Uh, the way it works, as we've explained to everybody, is you get eight votes for man of the match if you're the best player on the field by a mile. Matty Duncan, can you take me through the last six games uh, of, Matthew, uh, of Matthew Duncan's, of Jonathan Thurston's... Yeah, well, mine were very good, was, but I didn't get the full eight in, in some of them. But um, in, in JT, let me just bring up... Um, his last couple of games, they were, like you said, was we, we haven't seen a, a player dominate like this since since that marvellous year Jared Hayne had. So, um, it's just as... Uh, it's all right, you got around 21, and it's the Cowboys beating the Rabbitohs, which was the first big upset that the Cowboys put on their uh, CV. And JT from Matty Trodden and Adrian McMurray, pair of fours for eight votes uh, as they beat the Rabbitohs and really announced themselves as, hang on a second... They might actually make a run here. That's right. That's, you know, there was all the, the controversy surrounding uh, the coaching change and whatnot. It was, it was like Thurston kind of stuck his hand up and said, right, OK, I'm, I'm going to lead from the front and, um, and away he went. And the most amazing thing was the week before, I think he did the game, um, Matty, the Broncos had beaten the Cowboys up there in Townsville and it was a game where the Cowboys wasted... 20 minutes in the second half are camped on the Broncos line. And I think, as you say, he just made a decision and said, stuff the game plan, I'm going to play some football, 
that was the week after Neil Henry got sacked as coach for 2014. And I think Thurston just said, let's play some footy, lads, and see what happens. And round 21, he beats the Rabbitohs. Round 22, who's he, get, who's he go up against then? They've knocked, knocked down the Panthers in a big fashion. Yep, uh, and he got, funnily enough, what did he get? What did he get? He got the full A, yep. the two fat ladies, eight. <laughs> 36-4, the Cowboys over the Panthers. Now, at that stage, heading in to round 21, just a couple of weeks ago, um, Thurston was on 40 votes, and Todd Carney led the whole thing with 49. By the end of round 22, Carney is a point ahead of Thurston. So he's bridged the gap just like that. It goes to round 23, and what happens then? Round 23, the Cowboys took on the Titans, and, and JPT, he put the cleanest through again, he got the full eight. And all of a sudden, he's in the lead. He will not relinquish this lead, because the next uh, three weeks, round 24, he actually, well, you know, he, he got all eight votes again. Eight votes all against the, all against the Knights, and that, that was one of my... That was just vintage JT. The other performance has been great, but there's he just really turned on the afterburners in that game and put the cleaners through the night. And in round 25, uh, let me just find the game very fast, uh, he beat the Sharks, but he didn't poll heavily in this thing. Oh, the Sharks, 18, the Cowboys, 31. That was the Matty Bowen show that day. And JT only picked up one vote in the game. So it meant that after round 25, he was home because Todd Carney... We, who may or may not finish second. We'll get to that in a sec. Didn't play the last two rounds, effectively handing Thurston the Player of the Year award, which he basically put an exclamation point in round 26 as the Cowboys slash the Thurstons uh, beat the Tigers 50 points to 22. You were watching this game, mate. Did you have an inkling that he was going to win? I, I had a big inkling that he, he was going to win. Was It was just... Just a momentum thing, really, for him, wasn't it? At the end, you know, that you know, player, a great player, playing with loads of confidence, um, coming into with momentum. You just had a feeling that he was going to sweep all past him. Now, to give you an indication of how dominant he was from round 21 to round 26, there were 48 votes on offer, and if my maths correct, he got 41. So, everybody, in the last six weeks, he got 41 of 48 votes to take the title with 81 votes for the season. That is a phenomenal effort. That's, that's as good as you can ask for, for your new playmaker. And I guess it's a, you know, it's a bit of a double-edged sword for Cowboys fans. It's kind of where was it earlier in the season and we, we might have had to go on this run that we have. But anyway, you make the most of, the, of what's, what's in front of you and, and it's just been a incredible finish to the season for JT. Now, he hasn't had just six weeks. He actually had been, uh, as I say, he was in the top five at the stage that he started on this run. So he went from 40 votes in round 20 to 81 votes in round 26. But he did get the man of the match in round one, in round five. Uh, he picked up a significant amount of votes in round seven, and he did the same in round 16, and he also got a man of the match award in round 14. In the middle, and we can announce it now, he won the NRL uh, tweet Player of uh, representative player of the year in the Wally Lewis uh, Laurie Daly Medal in the middle of the year. Just the Queenslanders won again. I want to talk about that for very long. But he proved that basically coming out of that Origin period, look, he was just prepared to do uh, what he had to do for the Cowboys, and that is an amazing run. He finishes on 81 votes. He had eight games where he picked up Man of the Match awards. He polled at least four votes in 10 games, and he grabbed votes in 12 of the 21 games that he played. Quite remarkable, Un- unbelievable, and you know he is such a busy player as a half. You see, 
know, he, he loves to have the hands on his on the ball. So I think he really does poll well when, when the Cowboys play well because he's, he's just so involved when, when they win games. Now, we'll give you the top 20 in just a few seconds, but I just want to make an argument against the argument that's probably going to come from people that say, oh, Thurston's the only good player on the team. Of course he's going to vote well. Well, they made the playoffs. And the funny thing was, he may not have even, in those last two weeks, they still need to win those two games to make it. And he doesn't play, and there's a chance that he doesn't finish in first spot. So the argument people will make that, I, you know, why isn't it a player from the Roosters or a player from the Rabbitohs or whatever, is that this is about winning games for your team. And last time I checked, they won six in a row in the season, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely was on, on the back of Thurston. So, yeah, it's not... It's, and, you know, the Roosters are, are probably number one because they've been they've played as a unit this year, so that's why they probably haven't polled as well. But but when the going got tough and they needed Thurston to step up, he has and he's polled well, and, and that's why he's the NRL Tweet Player of the Year 2013. Fantastic effort. I'll see Let's go to the top 20. We'll just quickly count them down from 23 to 1. Uh, Johnny Sutton from the Rabbitohs finished up with 33 votes. Uh, a good effort from him. Paul Gallon with 33 as well. He won on a tiebreaker, having three man of match performances to Sutton's uh, one. Now, 18th and 17th, mate. Who were that? Uh, yeah, it was. Bear with me. 18th and 17th. We had one of your favourites uh, was uh, Robbie Farrell was in 18th. Uh, okay. up, and, up and coming star in seven. Well, he's not up and coming, so he's an international. He's a fully fledged star. <laughs> Kieran Foran. Seventeenth. Yep, and then you had uh, Billy Slater in sixteenth with thirty-seven votes. He made a bit of a run at the end of the year, and just in front of him on fifteenth was Daly Cherry Evans, who may or may not be a Bronco in a couple of years. He's on thirty-nine votes. Who's next? Uh, we're getting a bit of a run at Queenslanders here. Uh, was in Fort. In 14th spot with 43 votes was Cameron Smith. Uh, just uh, And just ahead of him um, was Greg English, also on 43 votes. But I think we go on a man of the match count back, don't we, was? Yes, we do. When, when we've got them on the same votes. And so Greg English finishes in 13th spot. Now, English obviously had a, a fantastic uh, middle part of the start and finish of the year. But he only picked up with three man of the match awards. And um, he only had one game where he uh, took a significant amount of votes after... Uh, round 14, and that was in round 24. So the injury obviously he suffered in origin um, probably halted his charge, and I just can't see him winning the Dally M. It's just not going to happen. Uh, there's just no way he's, he's polled well enough in the other games. Now, it's important to note that Cameron Smith and Daly Cherry Evans both had pretty good ends to the year. So if they're there or thereabouts, uh, and we'll look at the Dally M ladder at, at the end of the show, but their last few weeks, they're going to they're gonna grab some votes, those two. They certainly will, was they? They will be around the mark. Okay, so we move on to uh, the next level of the, uh, the situation, which is Andrew Fafita, who had a great year for the Sharks. Though, guys, had a calf injury, he's a bit, bit of doubt for this weekend. He finished with 45 uh, votes and an impressive nine games where he's polled at least four votes. And then in 11th was Jared Mullen from the Knights, who also had a huge effort. He actually had the most games uh, of the year where he polled at least four votes, and that was 12 for his 45 votes. Yeah, that's, that's been impressive. And then, you know, it's, it's on the back of when when he plays well, you know, the, the Knights are around the mark, aren't they? They are. So can you start us off with the uh, top 10, mate? The top 10 uh, in equal ninth spot was we got a uh, couple of halves. We got Luke Walsh and Adam Reynolds, both on 46 points. Now, if you're Penrith, are you starting to think maybe we should have kept Luke Walsh? But there's always going to be there's always been an element of that, isn't there? When when a team 
you know, knows the players going and they they hit form. And when you see the two halves that they've probably got coming in to replace him, I, I think there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of regret from Penrith fans seeing him uh, him head off next season. Quick, quick one on that. How long do you give the Wallace Soward combination next year? How many rounds? Oh, I'd be very surprised if they get to round three. I'll take round six. Uh, Adam Reynolds finished in equal ninth as well on 46 votes. Great year from him. And Walsh, as we said, the Panthers, they did actually have a pretty decent year, all things considered. Uh, so he was their representative. Now, in eighth was James Graham on 46, who was the top front rower. Um, missed the first, what, six or seven rounds, and then, um, you know, really uh, got stuck in and um, ended up with 46 votes. Sam Burgess in seventh on 47. Take us through six, five, and four, please, sir. A couple of the Roosters start to make an appearance was uh, SBW Sunny. Bill Williams in sixth spot with 48 points, and in fifth spot, James Maloney on 48 points. And in fourth spot? Fourth spot, we got uh, Cooper Cronk on 56 points, so a bit of a gap there between uh, fifth and fourth. Yeah, and and Cronk, look, he had a great season. Um, I think, if anything, the nature of the big three at Melbourne probably cost him towards the end of the year. I mean, they had a couple of up-and-down games, but... In, in a couple of their real big blowouts, he wasn't a dominant force. In terms of the other guys probably played a little bit better. It meant that he missed out on, a, on a, a few votes that probably would have given him a chance to really push Thurston. But he was the midway through leader. He was, I think he was the, very close to the top with six rounds to go. 56 votes is nothing to sneeze at, though. Five man of the match awards for Cooper Cronk. Now we get to the top three. And this is where number three might surprise some people. But you've got to remember that up until they played like absolute nifnuffs on Saturday afternoon, the Warriors were about to play in the semifinals. And Sean Johnson... The nature of this award is that if, they, if he wins games for his team, he's going to get rewarded. And Sean Johnson ended up in third with 58 votes, uh, five-man match awards, and he polled in 10 of his games. Second, he didn't go back to... He didn't get his second NRL 2 Player of the Year award after winning in 2010, but Todd Carney, a fantastic season, ends up with 63 votes. And I've got to put it out here. If he plays the last two matches, do you reckon it's cost him the Dally M? Oh, I, I'd say very, very close. Well, if it... If it... If it hasn't cost him, it, you know, it, he, he wouldn't have missed by much, would he? So um, I, I don't think he can win it. So, yeah, who knows what could happen in those last two games, let's say. It definitely has cost him. Yeah, I think it has. And, and he ended up uh, 18 votes behind uh, JT in the end. So technically, even if he played the last two matches and Thurston had held the same votes that he did in the last two matches, Carney could not have won. Now, that's the top... A technicality there too was, if you know, if he plays for the Sharks in that last game, does... Does Thurston have as good as game? You know, there's, yeah. a few, there's a few variables there as well. Very much so. To recap the top five, Thurston 81 votes, Carney 63, Johnson 58, Cronk 56, Maloney and SBW on 48 votes. No, don't worry, don't worry. By royal decree, we are not recording another finals countdown this year. Once was more than enough. We've got a couple of other categories that we've probably touched on already, but Jonathan Thurston wins the Game Breaker Award. He got Man of the Match awards in eight of his 21 games. Next best was Cronk and Johnson. Mr. Consistency. Now, this one might surprise some people, but he, he, was an Im- he had a massive impact on his team's chances this year. Sonny Bill Williams vote, got votes in 13 of 21 games. Does that surprise you at all? No, no ones, because, you, you know, like, every time... I was very sceptical of him of him coming back this year, and, 
and you know was really wondering what he was going to offer. But mate, hats off to him. He, consistency is something that, that has really summed him up this year. When he's played, he, he's he's always been on his game, and yeah, absolutely, that's a well-deserved award. Yeah, I give it to him. That's basically the Mike Hussey Award. Uh, Jonathan Thurston and Carney, both 12 games where they gained votes. So very impressive effort. Now, the Rookie of the Year, everybody, we can announce, we know it will be George Burgess. It is George Burgess based on votes alone. Uh, he ended up with 22 votes. Now, the way that the votes work, obviously, it's probably harder for rookies sometimes uh, to get a huge amount of votes, uh, particularly if they're not standouts. Uh, Moylan and Tupu finish on nine votes, and Brooks and Milford. Milford probably is, I reckon, could be the best of a lot of them. Uh, he on eight votes each. But the way that sort of the Rookie of the Year award is probably judged, I don't think... It, from, from what I understand, I don't think the Dally M's judge it purely on Dally M votes. I think it's more of a, you know, let's sit down in a room and figure out who the uh, Rookie of the Year is. I think that's how they work it. Um, but there's no I'm argument. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, they use a bit of liberty like that to say, like, OK, who's... Yeah, they, they don't go purely off votes. Yeah, and that means, because I mean, I, if I had to put my top three from 2013 rookie-wise, it goes Burgess, Milford and Toho Harris. Uh, and Toho Harris didn't get above eight votes um, in our awards. Doesn't mean he didn't play well, but it's just the nature of the way that the vote system works. It's very hard for a, a workman like Backrail to, to get heaps of recognition in a team with, what, Smith, Crump, Slater, etc. Now, we've mentioned the Rep Player of the Year is Jonathan Thurston. Now, we're going to go to the Team of the Year uh, right now, buddy. Uh, it's just below for you. Can you re- run us through the fullback through to the lock forward in the NRL Tweet Player of the Year, Team of the Year? Yes, yeah, certainly Ken was. I'll cross there. So, the fullback in the Team of the Year was G.I. Greg Inglis. Our wingers were Jason Nightingale and a, a winger. Uh, well, a fullback come winger in Josh Hoffman. Now, quickly, just to uh, note on that, everybody, Hoffman played 12 games in the wing this year. Uh, he played more games in the wing than he did at fullback. That's why he won the award, and most of his votes actually probably came from when he played in the wing, because he was pretty outstanding at the start of the year, I thought. Very good for the Broncos on the wing, and I know certainly he did poll with me a couple of times on those, those winger performances, and it was right in the mix in the try-scoring um, tally as well when he was mm. playing on the wing. So... Uh, that's that one and the two centres were Jamie Lyon and Michael Jennings uh, the halves well as we know they were our, our top three of course the 5 eights was Jonathan Thurston and the halfback Sean Johnson uh, we mentioned uh, him earlier the top scoring prop was uh, James Graham and partnered by Andrew Feeder and the hooker is the Queensland and Australian captain Cameron Smith Mr Consistency is in the back row with Greg Bird the lock forward is Sam Burgess and then uh, fairly light bench was, <laughs> and, and that's just the nature of the voting yeah. obviously isn't it that we, we have to have such a light bench yeah it's Carney, Cronk, Maloney and then Reynolds and Walsh we couldn't split them they had the same amount of man of the match awards same amount of um, four plus awards and same amount of votes in a game awards uh, those two now the reason that the team works out like that as I've mentioned is it's the most games that you play so if you play eight games and you play five in one position that qualifies you for that position uh, so likes of Burgess, he played front row, he played lock, he played mostly at lock, and we've mentioned Hoffman as well. Look, Looking through that team, I can't argue with much of that at all. I mean, again, you might push Cronk ahead of Johnson as you think about the season, but again, that's why you do the, the, the voting system this way, and I, I can't fault any player in that starting 13. No, I wasn't uh, happy for any of them to do battle for me. was very outstanding team on paper. Okay, now we've got to get to the next stage of it, and that's just to let you know who is your best player in your team. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's just to give you indication that if your t- player in your favourite player from your team didn't actually reach uh, the top 20, it didn't mean he didn't vote well. 
Uh, so let's go through, mate. I'll let you do your Broncos. Yeah, Broncos player of the year was Corey Parker, edging out Benny Hennon. Uh, 29 votes to 24. The Raiders. Now, this will surprise some people, but you've got to remember that the Raiders were actually somewhat in contention until the last seven weeks. Uh, Campisi ended up with 23 votes. He won on a tie break from Reese Robinson. Yeah, that was a bit interesting, uh, was. Um, Reese Robinson in particular, but he, he did play some very good football for you guys in that uh, that kind of streak you went through. And, and for everybody wondering where's Josh Papali, thinking he probably was the best player, well, he was next on 18 votes. So it, he didn't get beaten by that much. Remember, it's all based on you know winning games. So uh, the Bulldogs, uh, it was James Graham on 46 ahead of Josh Reynolds on 28. Yep, and then the Sharkies, we had uh, obviously Todd Carney beating out Andrew Fafita. And then the Titans, Greg Bird beat Aiden Caesar, and I've got to give Aiden Caesar a lot of credit. He had a great season for the Titans. Yeah, it was fantastic. It really added a, an extra, well, a different dimension to what we've seen from uh, the, the Prince-led Titans in the last couple of years. And, and just quickly, Caesar season, Caesar season, was fantastic. But I just, I've, I've got to give him a rap as well. Albert Kelly, if he's not there, Caesar can't play the style that he did because Kelly took a lot of the little things off. Um, Caesar to do, I thought, through the season, which allowed Caesar to just to really focus on the strengths of his game, which is primarily uh, kicking game. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're a really good young halves pairing that, that, that really complement each other well. Okay, let's move on to the Seagulls. Yeah, the Seagulls, probably one of the, speaking of halves pairing, uh, their winner of Daly Cherry Evans um, pairing, uh, edging out um, his partner in crime, Kieran Foran. Yep, uh, the Storm, it went Cronk and then Smith and then Slater. Uh, the Knights? Uh, Mullen, uh, convincing victory over the fullback Darius Boyd. And then we, of course, had the Hurston taking out the Cowboys award ahead of, I think, your favourite player, Matty Scott. Matty Scott, yeah, uh, yeah probably, no doubt, Matty Scott would be one of my favourites, but yeah, that, that would be probably, obviously, Thurston won the award, but, but the biggest gap in between any players, Scott back there on 22 points. Yeah, and Thurston 81. Now, the Eels, the first one won't surprise you because he is their best player, but number two, eh? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, who, who again? Chris Sandow on 14 points. But, hey, no, I'm going to quickly... Absolute crack, crackers earlier in the year. I'm going to give him a, just do a quick little note. Chris Sandow finished on 14 votes, everybody. He got eight in the first game, three in the second, one in the third and then picked up two votes in round number nine and wasn't seen again. Uh, he was second, uh, Hayne first on 21, and I think he only played half his games. And we saw even against the Knights. I thought the Knights obviously killed him, but you could just see the class of Hayne. If he plays the whole season, they might win four games. I think they won five, actually. Uh, the Lukey Walsh and James Seguiaro went one-two for the Panthers. Uh, the Bur- Burgess Sam uh, headed out Reynolds, and they had a really strong um, performance. I think they had four in the top 20, and then Isaac Luke was also in the mix. So great effort from the, the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Dragons? Yeah, well, this is an interesting one. Um, there were all these votes for the Dragons. Was it? How did that one work? Well, he only played about five minutes in the first um, a game for the Raiders, and if you recall, the Panthers were yelling out at him, you're our best player, to Josh Dugan, when he was playing for the Raiders, so... He didn't last more than yeah. half a game in that first week, mate. So they were all for the Dragons. Yeah, so he didn't pick up any points there. No, well, Josh Dugan was there, the number one man for the Dragons, uh, uh, edging out Marin on 23 points. Now, we've mentioned the Roosters. Maloney, Sonny, Sonny Bill Williams with a ski double up there. The Warriors. Now, we knew that Johnson was the top dog, but then Felitti Mateo and Kevin Locke uh, were second on 17 votes each. And that's a, that's a pretty good indication that their vote level 
probably meant that they didn't deserve to make the finals because Mateo had a hot streak early on. Locke had a hot streak later on in the season. They didn't put it all together at the same time and, and there's just so much talent in that team. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I kind of think, and we've seen it with the Cowboys and the Cowboys did sneak into the eight, but those teams where there's such a big discrepancy between the, the top player and the, and the second player kind of indicates the kind of season they had. Yeah, and then finally, Robbie Farrar, the 35 votes, he edged out Aaron Woods, who finished on 26. Now, I know Aaron Woods only missed the last couple of games. I think he missed some through the middle of the season, but he had a fantastic season. Uh, I think he had almost as good a year as Fafita, except for that origin uh, period where Fafita stepped up, and unfortunately for Woods, he, he just didn't look like he was up to it at that stage, but he might be up to it uh, uh, next year. There is the Club Player of the Year awards after the break on the footy show. Matty Duncan and I are going to try and steer towards who we think might actually get the Dally M Award, which is like, it's, it's, who really cares, but I'm sure you all do. And we'll give you an update on where we think uh, the winner will come from, if it's not, of course, Jonathan Thurston. What did you say? Okay, everyone, just found out a little bit of information. It looks like the big league cheerleader of the year is Steph from the Dragons, so congratulations, Steph. And clearly it was the shout-out you got on Not The Footy Show that got you across the line. So congratulations. Well done. But I don't want to be a pirate. Not The Footy Show. Okay, everybody. Last part of here on episode 136 of Not The Footy Show. I've got Matty Duncan on the line. Now, the Dally M, mate, we've already explained that the NL Tweet Player of the Year Award is so much better than the Dally M. But everyone wants to still know who's going to win the Dally M. The ladder after round 16. Have you got it in front of you? Uh, after round 16. Hang on, was I... No, I've clicked off the walls. <laughs> that's that, all right, mate. mate. Uh, the, uh, yep, that's fine. Uh, the latter was Cooper Cronk on 16 votes, Greg Inglis on 15, John Sutton on 15, Jared Mullen on 15, then Daly Cherry Evans on 13, Thurston on 13, Farrah on 13, and uh, the other name we'll probably put out there that worth keeping an eye on is Todd Carney had 12, uh, Sonny Williams had 10, uh, Sean Johnson had 9, and Luke Walsh had 9 votes. Now, Maloney had 10, sorry, as well. Now, We'll give you a bit of history, basically, on how our award has matched up to the Dally M. Uh, in 2010, Todd Carney won both. So he won the Player of the Year award and he won the Dally M. Now, he got 27 votes in the Dally M and he got 63 votes in the Player of the Year. Just to give you an indication of where everyone else sort of finished, in the Player of the Year, it went Carney, Farrah, Marshall, slash Campisi. In the Dally M, it went Carney, Farrah, Boyd, Marshall. So we've, we've got one for one when we first came in. The Dally M's copied us. It's all well and good. But in 2011, an interesting one here for you to comment on, um, if you remember that year at all well, bud, because I think it's Darren Lockyer's last year. Marshall took out the award from Cronk and Thurston. But Billy Slater won the Dally M, and he only finished fifth in the NL2 Player of the Year award. Was that as surprising then as it is now that Slater actually won that award that year? Oh, I guess not. In a way, was, but it, it just comes down to like we said at the start of the show on, on, on how we view games versus, versus the media and, and how those votes are awarded on. So there can be discrepancies at times, but yeah, it, it, I guess it was a it was an interesting year that year. Yeah, so we, we again, Slater did finish fifth in our award um, and not that far back from um, you know the followers, but he did finish 30-odd votes behind Marshall. Now, Marshall finished second to Slater. Slater had 29 votes, Marshall 27, Cronk 25, JT 24 in 2011. Now, last year, we know who won that, don't we? Uh, it was the Benny Barber Show. <laughs> well, I hope so. He's going to be the Benny Barber Show next year, hopefully. Uh, up there for you I guys. Uh, Any comment? 
on last year or Benny Barber in general? <laughs> I think we'll move right on. Uh, Benny Barber had 87 votes, Bowen had 71 and JT 66. Uh, Barber won the Dally M uh, by six votes. He had 32 votes to Bowen's 26, Cronk's 25, JT 24. Now, to give you everyone an indication, Jonathan Thurston has pretty much featured quite heavily the last two years, hasn't he? He has, and he's been right there, Watts. And he hasn't won the Dally M Award in those two years. Now, I'm going to put it out there that I reckon not only have we crowned him the winner, but i just got a feeling... The people that love their players and all that kind of stuff having the Dally M's, I just can't see him not winning the Dally M. No, I, I think he's over the line, was. I, I think it would be a great honour for him. And I, he's, a, okay, I, he's a fantastic player. We've recognised that uh, many times here on the show. But it, it just it would be stunning to see him not climb above. He only had a three-point gap between him and Kronk. And, and as we've discussed, he goes nuts in five of the last six games. Now, even if he gets two votes... In all those games. I mean, let's be honest, he'll probably win in those five of those six games, he'll probably get man of the match at least three times, you'd imagine. And then he probably gets two votes in the other two matches. So if uh, my maths is any good, that's 10, is that, no, uh, 14 votes, all right? 14 votes gives him 27. 27 is a winning number in the Dally M, yeah? Yes, absolutely. And Kronk, well, if you have a look at his uh, last part of his season, everyone, uh, Kronk gets one man of the match vote in round 22 and then sort of a, a couple of extra little ones after that. So I just can't see him getting past, um, you know, 22, 23 votes. So everybody, the challenger is not going to be Cooper Cronk, I don't think, for the Dally M Award. I think the challenger is going to be Jared Mullen, possibly Dally Cherry Evans, and I think he's missed out in the end. But Todd Carney, as we've mentioned before, has probably cost himself a chance because he was on 12 votes, just four behind Cronk, uh, heading into round uh, 17 of the NRL. Remember, this is even further back. I just think that there's just no way anyone's going to get past this. No, the only real smoky I think is is Cherry Evans, but yeah, I I, I do think Thurston uh, is, is all but home. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I thought I was once. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. Uh, if you're interested in knowing who we think is going to take it out, we think they'll copy us again. They copied us for the last uh, two of the last three years. I can't believe Slater won in 2011. It's just. It's just wrong, I tell you. But, Matt, what we're doing here is we're basically saying the year is over regular season-wise. We've got some semi-finals up for grabs. I think I recall that Cooper Cronk may not have won this year's NL Tweet Player of the Year Award, but he did win the finals award last year quite comprehensively, if I recall. Yes, you're right on there, was he? He dominated that award. So, um, And we used a little bit of a, a different system there as well, but he, he was still a comprehensive victor in that one. Now, Melbourne have dropped out to $4, mate. I think that is ridiculous. I can't believe people still think Souths have got it in them. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree with you, Woz. Um, that, that's, that's stealing money with, with Melbourne there. That's really played within themselves the last couple of weeks. Mate, um, Souths, big chance to go out in straight 10th at the finals. Now, there is um, a market that I saw advertised by sportsbet.com.au, and I've got to bring it up because it's, it's interesting. We've just declared that we don't think the Rabbitohs can win. Well, not that they can't win, but we don't think they'll win. They've got a, a grand final double chance market. You can get a dollar eighty-five on the Roosters or Storm winning the grand final, Matt. That 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 is just the biggest gift that you've ever seen. Was that, is, that they are giving away money there at Sportsbet? I, I I that's look not a not a punter. That's just ridiculous. My flatmate, who is a massive butter, is going to just be all over that like a fat kid on a cookie. He's going to go nuts. Like he's going to walk in. I don't know, I think he's going, that is ridiculous. He, 
No, I, I, I can't work that out. Anyway in the world how they've come up with it, I'll say... I reckon after the grand final, someone at Sportsbet will be looking for a job. Oh, there you go. Everybody, we're done. NLT Player of the Year Awards featuring Justin Bieber. I'm 19 years old. And this man over here, Matty Duncan, he is at NRL. Ah, I'm at NRL Tweet. He's at Mr. Peninsula. Uh, quick one, if you play Dream Team, we do have a finals league that a few people that I know have already set up. The code is 692749. It's the Ferguson Invitational, so you can join the league and not say a word. You just get Matt, uh, Anthony Mundine to say anything for you. So good luck with that. Matty Duncan, it's been a little bit longer than what we've normally been doing the last uh, week or two here on Not The Footy Show, but I think we covered everything we had to for the Player of the Year Awards. Yes, we've done a great job, Was if I do say so myself. <laughs> now, I believe uh, if we have anything left to talk about, uh, we might be having a chat on Thursday. No, possibly not was. We've, um, there's some studio renos this week, so we're, we're waiting to hear what's happening. But it could be on, it could be on hold, and we might be back to let the first week of the final go, and, and, and Sports Fever may return the following week. Well, we'll definitely return the following week, but we're on hold at the moment for this first okay, week. Okay, can I just clarify, have I been brushed, or has the whole show been brushed? No, the whole show was, the whole yeah, show. Yeah, likely story, no, that's what happens. Sports fever, the whole breakfast show for the day. Don't, don't believe a word of it, it's a, story, it's a story you're just concocting, you just strung me along, thinking I was going to get no, another no, chance. No, no, and... the, the good people of, of the world can tune in and you'll just hear some music back-to-back, a bit of Katy Perry, there'll be no, nothing to talk about, but we'll have all the news the following week on Sports Fever. Fantastic, everyone. Matty Duncan is a legend. You can uh, contact us all at the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Podcast. Please give us an iTunes rating. We do deserve it, maybe, possibly. And we hope you've enjoyed another edition of the NRL Tweet Player of the Award. I have to quickly, before we go, say thank you to all the voters, okay, because it doesn't happen without the uh, time and effort everyone puts in. Matty Duncan is a voter, um, and he is just a fantastic person for all those games in Queensland. I have to give him some other games every so often so he doesn't get that Queenslander bias going, but he does a great job. The list is Nigel Wilbo, uh, Justin Davies, Greg Delaney, Matt Spillane, Matt Trodden, Matt Vickers, Benjamin Howes, Adrian McMurray, that man, Matty Duncan, Maria Cialis, the Queen of Rugby League, and then we also had help from Benny Jones and Jakey Jake and the Funky Bunch, who I have to say, Jakey Horrocks handed us our butts in the tipping competition this year, mate. Oh, he dusted us, mate. He dusted us. It was embarrassing. He just, he's like a, he could see into the future. He, he killed us. I'll just give you a quick, before we go, everybody, I tipped 120 from 192. At a respectable 62.5%. Maddie, you went for a few upsets. You finished with 102 for Yeah, yeah, I went wide, was in a couple of games, a lot of games actually. 53.1%. DC Chapman, he finished with 100 uh, with 61.5%. He had a pretty good second half of the year. And as you would have heard the other day, mate, he beat me in the fantasy league. I'm not happy. Um, oh, Ouch. Still hurts. But Jakey Jake finished with 130 tips correct of 192 selections at 67.7%. Now, if he'd actually stuck with it online in our competition, I think he would have been a big chance at the NRL.com Awards. So, Jakey J. Would have won the whole thing. Would have won the world. Back yourself. I did win, however. I've got to put it out here. I did win the Footy Tab Award thing. Um, I tipped at 51%, which is amazing. Um, and then I did manage to squeeze special fried rice out uh, this year with 18.5 out of 26, mate. Um, it was a sorry season for Matty Duncan from Sports Fever. Fourth, third, and fourth. I 
always a bad year tipping as the Broncos do, though. Of course, as we know. No worries. Everybody, you can follow him at Mr. Peninsula. I'm Warwick Nicholson. I'm at NRL Tweet. And we'll speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. Good on you, Oz. You're a godsend. A saviour. No, I'm... I'm just... The postman. Not The Footy Show. And finally, a word from Andre Rue, who was kind enough to add his music to our show this evening. Andre, what did you make of Not The Footy Show's NRL Tweet Player of the Year Awards podcast? You know, when you see a show, like, when every second is prepared, and then, you know, it has the danger of being not so interesting. And Pepsi.